your city Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along Sometimes if you don't come to the realization that it is good for yourself, for your family, and for the communal good, then mandates or requirements become necessary. Violent crime and property crime, for example, is higher in Texas than it is in California. I don't see that on Fox News. As man, as man said, we're in a situation where we've known that our infrastructure had problems for a long, long time. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 118. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. So recently it was Rittenhouse. Now it's Jesse Smollett. Uh, the, 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 the roadkill of wrong rush to judgment cases now. Just it builds almost, you know, on a monthly basis, I guess. Starting with Richard Jewell. How is it? The media constantly, repetitively gets it wrong. The politicians, they all rush to judgment. No due process, no presumption of innocence. None of the things that we say we believe in as a society. I mean, it's it's repulsive. The facts in this case were lying, you know, were, were so overwhelming. You know, remember, it started at 2 a.m., freezing cold uh, January night in deep blue uh, city of Chicago. When uh, he, you know, Jesse Smollett calls 911, tells the police he was viciously attacked on his way back from grabbing a Subway sandwich, alleging two white male Trump supporters wearing red MAGA hats targeted him with racial and homophobic slurs and and doused him with an unknown liquid and beat him up and placed a noose around his neck. Well, the police arrived. They find the white rope around his neck. But the, in in a matter of days, the story started to fall apart. ABC still invited Jesse Smollett on in spite of the evidence. And you might remember this interview on ABC with Robin Roberts. I'm an advocate. I respect too much the people who I am now one of those people who have been attacked in any way. You do such a disservice when you lie about things like this. If the attackers are never found, how will you be able to heal? Um, I don't know. Let's just hope that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's not go there yet. Let's um. <laughs> I was talking to a friend and I said, I just want them to find them. And she said, sweetie, they're not going to find them. That just made me so angry. You know, it makes me think of the interview with Alec Baldwin, too. Because remember, Leo 2.0, Terrell said there's no way not every word that he said to George Stephanopoulos with the dramatic music underneath it wasn't rehearsed and gone over and memorized uh, with his lawyers. 
But back to Smollett, you know, you know, we found, by the way, Jesse, the, the two attackers, uh, they would be the people you apparently paid two Nigerian immigrant brothers, your workout friends to stage the attack. Uh, both testified against you in a court of law. Police determined the brothers purchased the rope in the fake attack, along with purchasing the red hat and gloves. And a check from Jussie Smollett was made out to one of the brothers. That was recovered. Surveillance footage shows the three of them practicing the attack the day before Jussie Smollett and, you know, made the 911 call. I mean, you know, let's do a dry run first. Then we got text messages and phone records and and the evidence was just overwhelming. What has happened here is not, though, uncommon. That's Ferguson, Missouri. That's Freddie Gray in Baltimore. That's Cambridge Police. That's UVA. That's Duke Lacrosse. That's George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin. Always the rush to judgment. And now more recently, Rittenhouse, I can add to the to, to the list, you know, the Covington High School kids and and what happened there. I mean, Nicholas Sandman, you know, so that this is what he's claiming. Joe Biden, what happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give hate this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts, we are with you, Jesse. Kamala Harris, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. Cory Booker called it again, a modern-day lynching. Reverend Al Sharpton, you want me to keep going? Andrew Cuomo, Congresswoman Tlaib, AOC. You know, you just, the list goes on. Bernie Sanders, Eric Swalwell, Maxine Waters, Dickie Durbin, you know, Cher, Katy Perry, Jamil Hill, Ariana Grande, Joy Reid, and the list goes on. And how often do people get away with being wrong? What about the, the four years of the never-ending Trump-Russia collusion lie? Verified, it says on the top of a FISA warrant. It was it was Hillary Clinton's dirty Russian misinformation dossier they used to spy on a presidential candidate and a president. No, nobody gets in trouble. Nobody. Greg Jarrett, Leo 2.0 Terrell uh, are back with us. Same cast of characters so often, uh, Leo, that that get it wrong every single time. Yeah, John. But you know what's so great? The American legal system get it right. They got it right. It was a perfect decision by a jury that we have the best legal system on the planet. You know what? Jesse Smollett was found guilty. He's a convicted felon. Here's the thing that is hurtful. Many people sacrifice, Sean, their lives, hours to get civil rights laws on the books. This guy, this, this, this uh, narcissist used his blackness to lie. And CNN, MSNBC, Robin Roberts, uh, Kamala Harris, they all jumped on that and wanted to play the race card, wanted to play the anti-Trump card. They all lost. There's crickets right now for their apology. But you know what? I'm proud to be a lawyer. I'm proud to be a civil rights lawyer. The, the, the legal system works. And Jesse Smollett is right now, short of apologizing and admitting his lies, he is in disgrace right now. Your take, Greg Jarrett. And by the way, does he get charged now with lying to a judge and a jury under oath? He's charged with perjury. And I hope he is. Uh, but more immediately, I think the judge will take a look at this and, and say, you know what? 
Uh, if you had sat on your hands and kept your mouth shut, I might have given you probation. But under the guidelines, I am now allowed to elevate the punishment and impose a harsher sentence. And I think the judge should throw the book at Jussie Smollett. I mean, this guy thought he could snooker the jurors by lying to them. He thought he was the greatest thespian since John Barrymore's portrayal of Hamlet, which was, by the way, 1922, I was third-row center. Oh, man. You got Leo busted up. Keep going. But, you know, fortunately, and Leo's right about this, the jury faithfully followed the law. They emphatically rejected Smollett's fable. They didn't fall for the con. And that is something that I think all Americans, Leo is, you are, I am, are very, very proud of. You know, I I, I just look at this, though, and the consequences are so severe because this was a political attack. Now, it happened in the city of Chicago, Leo, and we know what happens every weekend in the city of Chicago. Yeah. You know, I could accurately predict, come come within, you know, a margin of a a dozen or so, how many people will be shot this weekend, how many people will be shot and killed this weekend. Going back to very early in the Obama-Biden administration, I I started scrolling names of people that we never hear about that get shot and shot and killed every weekend in that city. And there are many other cities we could do the same thing on. And nobody ever knows their name because they can't use it as a political weapon to bludgeon. In this case, Donald Trump, you know, you know, scream MAGA, scream. This is MAGA country. You know, pull back your punches on me and all these other quotes that came up. You know, Sean, you do it every night. These uh, these individuals who lose their lives in Chicago. And isn't it amazing? Yes, you have the ability today to know there's going to be shootings, robbery, attack in Chicago. And I'm just going to call it like it is. You have a black mayor allowing all this black-on-black crime. Other people are going to be crying. But what is happening to the black community in Chicago? And then all the money, all the resources that could have been used to stop these crimes were on a, a narcissistic Phony actor, Greg Jarrett said it correctly. He's not John Barrymore in 1923 in Hamlet. And he basically, his ego required him to be the center of attention. Well, he's the center of attention now. He's the biggest liar in the country. So what should the punishment be here, Greg? Let's go over, you know, he's guilty on five out of the six counts. These are serious charges. Um, what, What will the punishment likely be? What could it be? What should it be? carries a maximum of three years, but given no priors, um, he probably would have gotten off with a light sentence, uh, maybe probation. But because he took the stand and obviously lied, that allows under the guidelines the judge uh, to deviate, to elevate. So normally it would be, you know, let's say he gave him six months, uh, the sentences run concurrently times five, so just six months. And maybe he's out, you know, after an even shorter period of time. But because he can now deviate, the judge can throw the book at him. And I hope he does throw the He can run. So he made a calculated decision. Uh, Quick break. We'll come back more with our legal team. Uh, Greg Jarrett, Leo 2.0, Terrell.
we continue, Greg Jarrett, Leo 2.0 Terrell, examining the verdict in the Justice Millett case. Let's go through this because, and I'm sure his defense had to warn him of the risk here. He made a calculated decision right. to double down on the lie, on the hoax, before the jury and lie to them for hours and the judge under oath in the hopes of, of what? Finding one juror... That yeah, was sympathetic to him yeah. and, and invoke, yeah. you know, and jury I, nullification. I hope his lawyers told him, here's the risk. You could get the book thrown at you if you take the witness stand. Uh, but uh, I don't know, you know, judging by the skills of those lawyers inside that courtroom, it makes me wonder. Maybe he needed better lawyers. Maybe in the end, he's going to claim ineffective assistance of counsel, that he was misguided and misled uh, to take the witness stand. I, you know, this guy is a prolific liar, Jesse Smollett. So he may say anything to try to weasel his way out of this. Your take, Leo absolutely. 2.0 Terrell. Oh, oh, absolutely. I think Greg hit it on the point. Let me tell you right now, if he's going to file an appeal, guarantee ineffective assistance of counsel, wasn't counsel properly, those attorneys need to be questioned, too. Because, like I said, when Jesse, when Jesse Smollett took that witness stand, they rehearsed. They rehearsed with his attorney. They you know, that was, a, that, that was the first thing that you had said. Now, that, yes. that, right, and, and you said that, by the way, in the Alec Baldwin interview with yes, Georgie Stephanopoulos. And when you think about it, like, look at the interview with Robin Roberts. He's an actor. He cried in that interview. You yep. immediately said about the George Stephanopoulos interview with Alec Baldwin that there's not one word he stated there that wasn't memorized from his lawyers after consulting with his lawyers. I tend to think Absolutely. you're right. Uh, I don't have Absolutely. any evidence, but just my thoughts on it. And then he's also a trained actor. I mean, he's not, yes. he wasn't too bad in the hunt for Red October. But So this is a guy that can cry on command, isn't it? And then it makes you yeah. wonder if these tears are real or not real because Jesse Smollett's tears were, were not real. They were fake. They were crocodile tears. He was trying to get emotion. He went to Robin Roberts and she drank the Kool-Aid. She owes a big apology. She's a news person? No, go back to sports. Uh-uh. She's out of her league. She allowed him a platform. And again, we're waiting for an apology. But those were crocodile tears known by the lawyers. I guarantee you, 30 years of practicing law, I would never have a client say a word unless I knew what was coming out of his mouth. Uh, I think that's the same for any lawyer, isn't it, Greg Jarrett? Yeah, it really is. And the big question now is, what does he do with the sentencing? The date hasn't been set, but, you know, it'll probably be in January, I'm guessing, maybe February. Is he going to lie again <laughs> during the, you know, during the sentencing phase? Or is yeah. he going to, you know, do the mea culpa and say, you know, I was just acting and I guess I'm not as good an actor as I, I mean, what's he going to do Well, let now? me ask you both this question. A lot has been made about the fact that Don Lemon... Uh, texted Jesse Smollett warning him that the police did not believe him. Now, I'm of two minds of this because I reach out to people involved in high-profile cases in the hopes of getting an interview or getting information or getting background. Um, in this case, it sounds on the surface to me that he's tr trying to do his job and uh, the police say they don't believe you. Do you have any response to that? That to me would be acceptable, but do you think that that's what it was, Leo? Uh, well, I'll speculate, but I agree. The way you just set that hypothetical up, I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with it. The question is, is he working through uh, Jesse's attorney? Is he an agent? But based on what you just described, a journalist, I don't see anything wrong with Lemon reaching out and providing that information the way you described it.
Greg Jarrett, what do you yeah, think? I, it, it gives me pause, and here's why. Because on air, Lemon confessed that they were friends uh, and that, you know, he felt for Jesse Smollett. Um, and the fact that Lemon never disclosed the information, uh, and still, even after it came to light when Smollett testified to it, uh, Lemon has ignored it. That suggests to me that the purpose of the text was to tip off Jesse Smollett, and you better clam up and start your defense. That's what it tells me. All right, I'm going to have to leave it right there. I appreciate both of you uh, being on. Fascinating case, sad for the country. Uh, his career is over, and all these people that have egg on their face, well, they at least have the decency to go on air and apologize and admit that they're wrong. I tend to doubt that's coming from anybody. Quick break, right back. Tom. He gives you the latest breaking news when he hits the air. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here in a second. So Joe Biden is giving a speech during the ceremony taking place. Remarks on the late Senator Bob Dole from Kansas. And at the end of his script, it says end of remarks. In other words, like on TV, for example, I... I Half my monologue is ad lib. The other half I put in a teleprompter, but I can't help being myself. So I just ad lib all around it. The hardest job on my TV show. And Linda's seen this and James has seen this and and others have. Linda, it's a it's an absolute shift show for the poor teleprompter operator. Thomas, who's a great guy. It's a very um, hard job. It's a, but I send him signals and I don't want to give them away because then the audience is going to be distracted <laughs> trying to pick up the signals that I'm sending to him. Um but anyway, so I go off script quite a bit. But in when you have prepared remarks, let's say I'm, I have quotes in there. I want to get them verbatim. I want them, you know, on, they're going to be on the screen. I got to get that right. I got to nail it. So I put it in a script that's in the teleprompter. But I tend to ad lib a lot because this entire radio show is extemporaneous. I have no idea what I'm going to say at all this half hour. And anyway, so there is in television, it'll say, for example, you know, you know, take a look at this SOT, S-O-T, in parenthesis. That, what is a SOT? If you don't know television, it's sound on tape. And then I am to pause there, but I'm not supposed to go, yeah, take a look, SOT. You don't say SOT. <laughs> you just don't. You don't say at the end of a speech that you're giving uh, in remarks about the late Bob Dole, uh, you don't say end of remarks. Goodbye. <laughs> but that's what Joe did yesterday. And I quote Bob Dole. I cannot pretend that I have not been a loyal champion of my party, but have always served my country best when I did it so first and foremost as an American. But at the end of the day, we've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. Then the message said, end of message. End of message. <laughs> Linda, you look disgusted. You're not even laughing. There's no laughing. He's no gross. Smile. 
I'm so embarrassed that this I'm person gets to too. sit in the Oval Office. It's humiliating. I'm like, Putin, you know, the, the OPEC, you know, all of Venezuela, these leaders all across the world are just watching and laughing at us. It's embarrassing. You remember, I used to, I used to make fun of it. I'm not making, I haven't been making fun of it for a long time now. And it seems to be, the decline seems to be more precipitous. It seems like he's in I a agree. significant decline and it's accelerating. I assume the pressures of the job are causing that. I, I honestly, I am not sure this man, if they can carry him for the next three years uh, and and have him finish his term. I'm not sure if he's up to the job. Well, Jill uh, says he works 24 hours a day. Who said he that? He works all the time. Jill. Dr. Jill Biden. Well, yeah, well she got offended at this very issue. I mean, the New York Post had a story. The Daily Mail had a story. And she was on CBS uh, Sunday morning. It's going to air this weekend. Anyway, she was pressed on this poll that came out showing registered voters split on the question of whether her husband is mentally fit. And it was a Politico morning consult survey, hardly the vast right wing conspiracy. And they found 46 percent of respondents agreed with the statement. Joe Biden is mentally fit. 48 percent, a majority disagreed. Yeah, I mean, nobody well, can listen to him and think that he's mentally fit. He's yeah. he can't. There's no. There's not even one sentence that finishes. You see, you use the word. I've been using it because I show it on TV, and I feel the same thing. I am embarrassed. I find it humiliating. I know how awful these hostile regimes are, and these hostile actors are. I know that they study him. I know that they know more about his mental state than we do. And they know it's worse than, than what we're seeing. That's why we see so little of him. And it's, you know, all the, where is somebody in that White House? Let me ask you a question. If, if, if I was in the same cognitive state, and you've been working for me for 17 years now, and you saw this every day, what would you do? I'd, y- I'd yank you right off the stage. You you would you, you would go to my family. You talk to un- Uncle James. You would talk to my sisters. You would talk to my kids, and you'd say, "Your dad can't do this anymore." No, we yes talk to no. your doctor too, for that matter. And I'd say we need to get a screening done. Like something is wrong. Like right. he's and not he's not the same guy. He's not there. You think he can take a cognitive test like Trump did and Trump ace thirty out of thirty? I've looked. Have you looked at that test? Uh, you're smart. You have how many master's Listen, degrees? I don't think you I have do t- as well as Trump. I'm telling you, the one thing that people cannot take away from Trump and that this is something that is different from that makes him different from everyone else. The man was a quintessential, exceptional businessman. You say whatever else you want about him. He's wicked smart. He knows how to make a deal. And he worked hard. What did Biden ever do? What did he ever create? He has spent the last 47, now 48 years lying to the American people. How about these interviews I'll do with him occasionally? 45 minutes commercial free. On camera, off camera, both ways. Um, He's lucid. He's up to speed on everything. Joe couldn't do five minutes of that. That's a problem for the country. And what I tell you, I have a genuine fear because I know how evil these these actors like Putin and Xi and the mullahs in Iran and Kim Jong-un can be. And with a weak America, I mean, we're supposed to lead the free world. There's nobody 
that allies in the our alliance, our Western European allies, our other allies that is looking at this and taking any joy in this. They are scared to death. They don't know who is in charge. And at some point, I would not be surprised if the discussion over the 25th Amendment comes up. And and I, I, to me, it's unless there's something that somebody can do medically to intervene here. I don't know. You know, I, I, it's not something I know a lot about, and I'm not going to play doctor on TV. I am just saying what I see and what 48 percent of people in that Politico morning console poll see is somebody that is weak and frail and a cognitive mess. Now, I know we've been the first to say it. I know early on we joked about it. I guess I shouldn't have joked about it because, you know, it was more like the media ignoring it. Oh, oh, he's fine. That's why the media let him hide out in the basement bunker. They knew. every People would tell me they knew, but they would never say it. I think it's more deceptive than that, actually. I mean, I really think that this is like a greater scheme. Like he was the perfect pawn to put as the front for whatever they're trying to do, because the complete and total capitulation of just the way the United States way of just, you know, fighting for freedom and standing up for what's right. And now how everything just seems to be upside down and turned inside out. This all seems to be just far too easy for everyone to go along. And and, I mean, literally Biden, when he had that question with Ducey, where he's like, what are you talking about? We're not sending all that money over to illegal immigrants. And two days later, he's like, I misspoke. Yes, we are. I mean, he's clearly being told what to say, what to do. He is not in charge, yeah, just nor like has the, he ever been. Just like the $450,000. What are you talking about? That's never happened. Stop bringing that garbage up. Right, that's a lie. He's supporting it. Yeah, um, but literally, yeah. he got told. He got told to shut up. And so he did. That's a great point. I'm not allowed to take questions. They get mad at me and everything. Uh, what do you think would happen if you told me not to take calls, which I'm about to do? Am First I of all, I never, I never tell you to do anything, because you don't listen I, to me anyway. I, I'm not going to listen. <laughs> I mean, today is a perfect case of point. We don't need to bring respect, up the details. <laughs> you, you, you don't listen to me sometimes. either. You don't listen in to all me. fairness. Uh, all right. Ricky's in uh, Florida. Ricky, how are you? Glad you called. Hi, Mr. Hannity. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I know that you've been such a huge support of each person meeting with their own doctor, making their own health decisions based on what they need for their body. And I support that so much as well. And I was just curious as to your thought on the mandate that's going on right now. And if it were Republicans mandating the vaccines rather than the Democrats, how do you think the country would be responding if it were the other way around? I think the debate is pretty much over. There might be a few people you can persuade, but I think everybody's made up their mind. I think people there are people that have, you know, everybody has a different level of risk that they're willing to take on based on their unique medical history, their current medical condition. You know, I also believe, Ricky, in freedom and individual responsibility. And I believe in medical privacy and doctor-patient confidentiality. I believe in those things, too. That's why I don't like yeah. the vaccine passports. But if if you're asking me, you know, I know people that have gotten fully vaxxed and a booster and still got COVID. So I'm not convinced. You know, one of the reasons that I feel I have felt the need to talk about monoclonal antibodies, and I'm sure this audience might be getting sick of it. And I apologize because there are different people listening every day. And I don't want anybody in this audience not to be aware of it is because nobody else is talking about them. 
And I know people that weren't vaccinated, people fully vaccinated. Now I know a guy fully vaccinated with a booster that got, you know, that popped positive on a COVID test and monoclonal antibodies taken immediately after you get a positive test in every anecdotally, every case that I know of has worked amazingly well. Everybody's done fine. They're usually feeling great within 48 hours, maximum of 72. So if anyone in this audience pops positive, my advice is call your doctor immediately. Don't pass go collect 200. Ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. That would be my advice. And then you and your doctor decide. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I'm just curious as to your take because I know that, you know, Democrats specifically so much my body, my choice. And then to have the left that is so much pushing mandated vaccines, vaccine passports. If that were coming from the Republican Party, how do you think that they'd be responding to that? Well, if it came from Trump, I think it's a great question. I I think anything that Trump would be for, even if it's good for the country, they'd be against. Um, But. I, I do think that's a, a great question. I don't. But Trump would never mandate it. And now he he has on numerous occasions. He's done it in interviews with me, said that he supports the vaccines, that he himself has been vaccinated. Um, he also used monoclonal antibodies. Uh, Joe Biden's only mentioned it once. I don't understand it, because if I'm right in my belief, it's just a belief because I've talked to so many people that. Pretty much everybody's made up their mind. I mean, as evidenced by people willing to give up all of their salary, all of their benefits, all of the retirement retirement money that they have accumulated over the years and leave a job because they feel so strongly about it. I don't think any words from Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci, Walensky, Kamala Harris is ever going to change anybody's mind. So my the next thing I would say to them, okay, if that's your decision, I, I I respect it, but if you ever pop positive, please ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies because I don't want anybody dying. I don't want any more. I don't want any more death here, and I'm following the science on this. Except they just have one size fits all medicine, and I don't believe in it, Ricky. The answer is they'd be a lot harder on Trump.